Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Khan. If they're buying a product or a course or an object or a package or a service or a thing, what is it that they really want from that? What is that? How is it going to change them or, or transform them? And if you can really think about that, you're going to start touching on the true value of what you're selling and you're going to see that you have to price that higher. Today on episode 559 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with the founder and CEO of Author Accelerator, Jenny Nash. I'm going to ask Jenny how you can focus on higher level transformation to build a much more profitable business. You can find out more about Jenny along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Are you building your own business after a long career as an employed professional? Listen to our show, Going Solo, also found on our website, smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Jenny Nash. Jenny is the founder and CEO of Author Accelerator, a company on a mission to raise the bar on book coaching. Author Accelerator has trained more than 60 book coaches to support writers through the entire creative process. Her own coaching clients have landed top New York agents and six-figure book deals with big five houses. Jenny is the author of nine books in three genres, including Read Books All Day and Get Paid For It, The Business of Book Coaching. Jenny, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Jenny, you have a really interesting niche, which is training book coaches. How did you arrive at serving this particular audience? Well, I arrived by accident, by a series of many different accidents that that also had some intention behind them. But I started out as a writer my own self. I had a long and good career as a writer, and I was also teaching writing at the UCLA Writers Program, which is the largest adult education writing program in the country. So I was on that path of, of writing and teaching writing And one of my colleagues asked me to help her develop a book all the way from zero to getting an agent and getting it published. And I had never done that before. But the reason she asked me was that I approached my teaching with a very systematic sensibility and and a very market-focused sensibility. And that was quite different from a lot of my colleagues who are focused on the craft of writing. So I was really focused on the, the outcome that the writer was seeking. Or, or that a particular writer was seeking. And, and after that start of helping that writer, she ended up getting a two-book deal at Random House. And I had people lined up then waiting to work with me. So I was accidentally became a, a book coach and developed the systems and strategies to, to help people do this work. And this was work that was had largely been squeezed out of the publishing industry itself, which is a whole other topic. But long story short, after I became a in-demand book coach my own self, I realized that these systems and strategies that I had could be scaled, that I could teach them to other people. So instead of teaching writing, I would teach people how to be a book coach and help other writers. So it was sort of leveling up who I was teaching. And the that's how I started Author Accelerator and started this company to to focus on helping book coaches with the skills that they need to do the work and to run their own businesses. Which was all focused on a particular outcome, an outcome that solved a problem and focusing on the process to produce that outcome. 
That's right. And the problem, and that's a obviously an excellent point for anybody starting a business is to, to solve a problem, right? And and the problem with the the audience that I was serving, which is writers who are seeking to be published, writers who are seeking to have a a specific outcome, is that most of the way that we teach writing in this country, in the different organizations and institutions that teach it, again, it's very craft focused. There's a lot of skills that you need to be a good writer, and there's a lot of things that you need to learn. And people don't like to teach the outcome, which is get a book published and hopefully get people to read it, because you can't guarantee that outcome. And there's a lot of businesses that do guarantee things. You know, it's write a book in 90 days. You can write a bestseller. That that would be, you can get your book at the top of a category on Amazon and get a little bestseller orange flag on your book, which you can do with literally almost zero effort. And, you know, people are selling those kinds of outcomes because they're, they're measurable. And there's a lot of writers who are you know, people really bring their heart to writing. It's really about a dream for a lot of people. And so there's a lot of companies that take advantage of that yearning and of that desire. And what I'm selling and what I'm teaching is that it's in that realm. I'm I'm helping people do the thing they're yearning to do, but I, I cannot guarantee the outcome. I can say, I can help you write the best book that you can write and I can help you raise your voice and I can help you write something that you're proud of, but nobody can guarantee what happens in the market. So I'm operating in this very interesting space, selling a thing that, that everybody wants that not a lot of people are, are promising because you can't really promise it. And sort of wiggling into that little, you know, you said a very narrow niche and that's really true. Well, you know, you've touched on a a few really important points. One is for anybody who has deep expertise, either in a a creative area or in a professional area, they are usually trained on developing the skills in that area. They're not trained to produce a particular outcome. Um, I think this this is the way our educational system works, and I think this is the way most people, particularly if they've been employed for a long period of time, they think about their skills rather than thinking about solving a problem for somebody else and producing an outcome. And as as a business owner, unless you're focusing on the problem your audience has and the outcome they want, you're not likely to have a very strong business. That's right. And and what I have found is that the outcome is usually not the thing itself. So I'll explain what I mean by that. So the outcome for what we, what a book coach is helping a writer do, the outcome is a book that other people want to read. That's the physical thing that you can hold. That's the tangible thing. It's the, it's the nameable thing. But I have found that what we're really selling is something else entirely, which is this idea of confidence that you have something to say and the authority to say it, and the idea of finding your voice. And I personally, in my own book coaching practice, work with very accomplished people in a wide range of industries. They're they're industry experts who are writing nonfiction books. That's the area where I focus. And it has surprised me 
Well, it used to surprise me a lot. It doesn't surprise me anymore. But the more accomplished somebody is in another realm, the harder it is in many ways for them to step into their authority and and pin their ideas to the page. And I think about why that is all the time, and I haven't yet come up with a good answer, but it, it it's fascinating to me that, you know, he's just incredibly successful and accomplished people are just as nervous, if not more so than, you know, a, a kid doing their first speech in junior high or, you know, that first moment when you're doing a media interview or something, they're they're very, there's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of questioning. There's a lot of reinforcement that's needed. And so what I have come to know is that what a book coach is doing, and and that's why it's a book coach and not just an editor, is that we're working with the writer and not just the writing. We're working with the writer's frame of mind and the writer's mindset. So the challenge in marketing this is what everybody wants is a book. Everybody wants the agent. Everybody wants the book deal but it's not actually really what they want. And so I have, I believe, done well because I understand that thing that's under the thing I'm selling. Mm -hmm. Honestly, Jenny, I think that's true in in many areas. Like if you look at people who are are regular performers, there's Mm -hmm. often a lot of anxiety and self-confidence issues, even with people that are seasoned performers. You see it with people that are, that are um, professional speakers. I think it plays out in in lots of different arenas, which is why people need coaches. Well, we see it a lot in sports. And I think it's very interesting how in sports, everybody expects a top athlete to have a coach. You expect the people performing at the peak of their powers to have not just a, a coach of the team that they're on, but but an individual coach, whether that's a sports psychologist or, you know, a, a batting coach or in baseball, we expect that. And why don't we expect that in other realms? Why don't we expect that in, in intellectual or creative realms? And the fact is that, that people need it. And so that's the true, that's a true need. And when you're starting a business, you're, you know, I, I agree that I think you're, you're selling something, but you have to really be clear on why people want that thing you're selling because it's usually not what they say or what they probably are telling themselves. Well said. So with that in mind, as you're thinking about what is it that people really need when they tell you that they want something, how do you figure out, because I know you've learned how to do this, how do you figure out how to not only deliver what they need, but how to think, act, and charge money for that thing as a business owner, as opposed to thinking that you're doing this as, as a friend or as a peer, et cetera. Yeah. So the, the, what we were just talking about that understanding the, the root of why somebody wants something, this goes to that question, because if I'm a book coach and what the service that I am offering is I will edit your pages. There are a whole heck of a lot of people out there who are very good editors who will edit your pages. Editing is a skill that you can learn. It is a skill that can be taught. It is not that, it's not rocket science to be a good editor. And so if if that's what you're selling, that's sort of the end of the end of the line. And therefore you can't charge very much for that. 
because it's a commodity. It's a, it's a service. And the, there will be a race to the bottom on pricing. And we see this on a lot of the freelance sites where editors hang their shingle, like, um, oh, I'm blank blanking on the name, but you know, the names of the marketplaces for, for freelancers where, where you go and you Yeah, there are, and, there are a number of them like Up, Upwork yeah. or Guru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's a race to the bottom on pricing. And what I'm teaching my book coaches is, so this is the thing that I'm teaching the coaches. We were talking before what the coaches are teaching the writers or selling the writers, but what I'm selling the coaches and what I'm teaching the coaches that I train is that you are not competing for that service opportunity. You're offering something bigger and different and better, and therefore you need to charge for it. So what we see what we see happening with a lot of people who are editors or who help writers is exactly what you said. They're known to be good at this. And so everybody comes to them and it's, it's everything from, you know, your friend's kid is applying to college and could you read over their application essay or your, your friend is writing a speech or doing a, maybe they're doing a Ted talk or maybe they're, maybe they have a chance to write an article in you know, Forbes online or, or whatever the thing is. And you're the person that they come to because you're known to be good at this. And you're known to be good at this probably because you were an English major, you were on your college newspaper, maybe you're a writer now, maybe you're in the, a profession, a PR professional or communications professional, or even lawyers are known to be very good with words. You know, you're somebody who's just known for that. So Everybody comes to you and asks for your help. A lot of people take pride in this. They're, they are happy to be approached. They're happy to be asked. But at a certain point, you're giving away your talent and you're giving away your time and you're giving away your expertise. And it can be, begin to feel pretty crappy. And a lot of the people that I train as book coaches, this is the thing that we're really training them on is how to pull themselves out of that place where everybody expects them to do this work for free or they're just sort of doing it for cheap or it's a race to the bottom. And and it means elevating in their own mind what they're selling. They're not just selling line edits. They're they're selling, you know, like if you think about the person who's doing a speech or who's writing an article, you're helping them become a thought leader. You're helping them step into their own power and authority. You're helping them hone their vision and their voice. These are really big things that can really change people's careers and lives. And so I'm trying to get my book coaches to change their mindset about what they're actually selling. So how does that translate into the way they actually price and charge for their services? So there is an example that I love to use because I think it's, it's very instructive. There's a point in the book writing process when a writer is ready to pitch agents. And we all know what that moment is. It's it's a moment that's fraught with excitement and, and fear that they're going to get rejected. A lot of people don't understand that process. You know, there's kind of this sense of magic around it, or, you know, you have to be struck by lightning. But the, it's actually a very strategic process. And so when people approach that point of wanting to, to pitch to an agent, and the thing that you pitch for a nonfiction book is a book proposal. So think of it like a business case or a business plan for a book. You prepare this document, it's usually 50 to 75 pages because it includes sample chapters and many elements that are making the argument for your book. And you approach agents. Well, 
what you need to do that is a query letter, which is a, a half a page, you know, think of one screen on an email and it's your pitch letter and it's everything hangs on this one letter. So you can, as a book coach or an editor, you can charge a fee for editing that letter. And there are a lot of people you can, you know, throw a dart at a dartboard and anywhere you hit, you'll find someone who will edit that query letter for 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 250, you know, depends on on how accomplished perhaps that person is or what their track record is. And you can get that letter edited so that you make sure you're putting your best foot forward. That seems like a really good idea, right? Seems like, yeah, let's get that. Let's get that letter edited. Well, I charge $8,000 for that same service. And I teach my book coaches to move towards that kind of pricing structure. And the reason that I charge that much and that I am paid that much is because I understand what a pitch letter or what a query letter is really about. It's not about the letter being well edited. It's about how you're positioning yourself what the competition is, what the marketplace looks like. Is this the right agent to approach? Why is it the right agent to approach? How are you approaching them? What is your strategy for approaching that person? And how does that fit into your larger strategy for approaching all agents in general? And is the writer prepared to have the call with the agent once the agent calls? Do they know what they're asking for? Do they know what they want? Do they know how to evaluate that agent? Do they know how to evaluate what the agent's going to do with their proposal to pitch it in turn to publishers? So there's a vast array of incredibly important topics that a writer needs to do their best work. And the difference between charging $100 to edit a query letter and charging $8,000 to have a strategic plan in place to do this work the best you can do is it's just night and day, obviously. It's night and day in terms of the money, but it's night and day in terms of the outcome. And my clients have a, I have a ridiculously successful hit rate. And it's, it's because I approach it in this way. And it's because I am the people who are going to pay that amount of money want that kind of training because they're investing in themselves. They believe in themselves. So there's a whole symbiotic relationship between who I'm serving the kind of clients I'm attracting, what I'm actually doing for them, what I'm offering, and therefore what I can charge. So it's a, a, you can tell it's a really big mindset shift. And that mindset shift is what I am teaching my book coaches to, to do, to traverse that gap between seeing themselves as a commodity and seeing themselves as really offering something of deep value. You know, honestly, Jenny, I think that the story you just illustrated can be applied to almost any field. I mean, thinking about, for example, people that invest money in having somebody write Facebook ads when they have no marketing strategy. Right. Right. The Facebook ad, it's going to be a total waste of money because, right, because right, you, you really aren't clear perhaps on who your target audience is and how you're going to reach them, where they hang out. Facebook could be the, you know, the wrong place. And you know, you can go on and on. And, and the reality is for, for any, any creative or professional field, there's a lot of activity at the tactical level, which is the, like what you've described with editing this particular letter. And there's a whole different dimension when you start with the strategic level, focusing on 
the purpose and the outcome that your your audience wants to achieve. That's right. And it it just opens up a vast world of what you can do as a business owner. And first of all, you can make a lot of money. I mean, that's that's the thing we all want. But you can also really move the needle for people. You become known yourself as somebody who has the the solution people need. And that's incredibly satisfying to, to actually serve people. And what frustrates me is watching those who are, are stuck at that tactical level mm-hmm. in their service offerings. They're frustrated in their own business. They're frustrated that they're not making money. They're worried about how to get clients. They, you know, cause they need a lot of clients. If you're only charging a hundred dollars, you need a lot of clients. So there's, there's a scramble and my business is is not yet. I'm trying to break a million dollar revenue year, and I'm been getting close, but I'm not quite there. But my understanding is that that this gets even much better when you break through that million dollar plateau. And this, by this, I mean the scramble. You know, the the sort of hustle and the scramble of constantly trying having to to get clients and fill your funnel and and all that becomes a much, I've been studying that level because I'm trying to get to it. And it, and it, my understanding is it just becomes a much more elegant process. And, and I feel that even where I am versus the people charging a hundred dollars. So I can only imagine that shift. Right. So on smashing the plateau, a lot of our discussion is how to help consultants and coaches get their businesses off the ground following a long career as an employee, where they've had an employee mindset, suddenly they're thrust into the world of entrepreneurship, which is learning a lot of new skills. What advice do you have for somebody coming out of corporate who's trying to gain a foothold as a consultant or coach to be able to, out of the gate, focus on the strategic level where the real value is and build a business that's going to be financially successful more quickly because what they're really focused on is greater value than focusing on just producing output using some tactical skills that they've learned over the years. Yeah, I mean, I would the first thing I would say is to think about where they're angry. What are they angry at in their industry or in their old work or in their, you know, old clients or wherever wherever they found that something would make them angry or frustrated, there's probably opportunity there. So in my case, I was angry and frustrated at the way writing was taught. It was, it was terribly frustrating to be an instructor in this premier writing program because I couldn't give my students the amount of help that I knew they needed. So I felt like I was not being effective. So think about where you're where you're angry or frustrated and and working in that space that you know you can solve a problem, then it's really doing that leap of thinking, what am I really selling here? There's a thing I'm selling. And then what am I really selling? And what is it that people really need? And everybody always says, think, think big, but I like to, I'm a, you know, I work in story. That's what I do. So I like to think in terms of the, the transformation journey. What is that you know, when you write a nonfiction book, you're trying to move your reader from one place to another place through some sort of transformation, arc of transformation. And it's the same with the business. What are you trying to, where is that client or or customer 
how are you trying to move them through a transformation? And if they're just, if they're buying a product or a course or a object or a package or a service or a thing, what is it that they really want from that? What is that? How is it going to change them or, or transform them? And if you can really think about that, you're going to start touching on the true value of what you're selling and you're going to see that you have to price that higher. Yeah, well said. I think that really is fundamental. Well, Jenny, we've covered a lot of ground. You've certainly done a fabulous job in your own business and the way that you help your clients seems to be game-changing as well. If somebody wants to go deeper with anything we've discussed today or access any resources you have, where would the best place be for them to go? The best place, well, there's two places I would go to jennynash.com, which is J-E-N-N-I-E, nash.com. That's my own personal book coaching site. And I have a, a tab on there with the top 10 tips for writers. And it's it's full of free resources for how to think about getting started writing a book and how to answer some key questions before you um, start writing 300 pages that go nowhere. And if somebody is listening to this and they're thinking that book coaching is a thing that they might offer their clients, maybe they're already doing work that touches on some of these ideas. We can look at the bookcoaches.com. We have a six series, a free series of videos where I talk about this work and what it is and who might be good at it and how to make money at it and all the answers to all the things. So that's at bookcoaches.com and is available at any time. Jenny, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on Smashing the Plateau and share your insights. My guest today has been the founder and CEO of Author Accelerator, Jenny Nash. Thank you again, Jenny, for joining us. Thanks for having me. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned how you can focus on higher-level transformation to build a much more profitable business. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode. Mm -hmm.